Welcome to episode number 19 of Nurses Living the Good Life. My name is Ann Conkley, and I'm a certified nurse midwife and a certified life and business coach, and I'm so glad that you're here. We're going to talk a little bit today about money, and if you have listened to any of the previous episodes about on Nurses Living the Good Life, you know that we talk a little bit about money. We've talked about negotiation. If you are a member of Women Who Cultivate, we have deep dive sessions related to money. We have some content that is built into Women Who Cultivate about money and really creating a mindset around money that serves you. And I want to talk today about what some of the common thoughts and themes that I hear around money that are very detrimental to becoming an advanced practice nurse who changes uh, the world of healthcare. And I think that part of my mission of Nurses Living the Good Life is that if I commit to being a nurse who lives the good life, in my mind, that means becoming the person who creates high impact and who also creates uh, opportunity and change for others in healthcare and beyond. And so when I think about money, money is really a central component to that. And if you are a person who lives in our current society, you understand that we do place value on money. And interestingly, though, many of us don't have a very supportive uh, framework around money, and we have a lot of negative associations with money. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I also just want to give you a preview of the next few weeks over here on the podcast. I am bringing in a couple of uh, guests to share with you. These are people who I think are really exciting um, individuals and who are uh, have something to offer to this audience. And so you'll hear from a, a handful of different people, some of whom are clients, some who are uh, colleagues and uh, and I think it will be very, very supportive to you. So those are to come. You'll see those over the next few weeks as I am uh, with my family uh, gallivanting in Europe and having a lot of fun. So so let's talk a little bit about money because I think this is, again, a conversation that comes up very, very often with clients and one that I've struggled with a little bit in the past and, and maybe you have too. But I want you to uh, start off by thinking this. One of the things that we talk about in coaching is that there are very often two states, right? And you know this uh, conversation very uh, well from being an advanced practice nurse and having a lot of conversations with clients, whether you're taking them to the OR or you're discussing procedures and uh, medications with them. But we talk kind of about two things, right? Like, where am I today? And then where do I desire to be? And so with the conversation around money, it's important to understand what current thoughts do I have around money, number one. And then number two, what thoughts could be supportive to me if I were willing to change my thinking and my mindset around money? What could really help me and and support me in achieving my goals? And so when we talk specifically about business and the opportunities around negotiating, maybe if it's, you know, having a conversation with your boss at work and, you know, uh, uh, requesting a promotion or requesting a salary raise, or if it's creating a private practice and building a business where the revenue can approach 100 grand, 500 grand, a million dollars, you know, it's important to have a framework and be develop your awareness around your money mindset because very often there are a lot of thoughts that really come up that don't serve us in the long run. So, but in that, if we use that framework of where am I today and where do I desire to be in terms of my money mindset, then I want you to consider, let's start off with this thought that that may be supportive to you. And it's one that I've been working on in my own life and in my own practice. And that thought is that it's safe for me to make a lot of money. 
And what's interesting about that thought is that there, when I think of money, I don't quite think of safety. Even though I would say that in our culture and in society, money affords a certain level of safety, right? If we think about um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we think about meeting the very basic needs, having food to eat, having a roof over our heads, having the um, access to you know, working and running utilities. And then I think about the you know, next steps up on that pyramid in terms of uh, the, the evolution and, um, and journey towards self-actualization and really becoming the best version of yourself, right? But at the bottom of that, we know that, that meeting basic needs is, is a, a crucial step in that process. And so when I think about money, I, I think about it in terms of, yes, of course, money provides a safe living environment, it provides a roof over my head, but I, I don't think that it's safe necessarily for me to make a lot of money. And so one of the thoughts that I work on intentionally uh, in order to support this mindset is, it's safe for me to make a lot of money. Because when I think that, it for me brings up this very warm kind of sensation in my chest and this feeling of hopefulness and optimism and and safety and security. Those are kind of the main feelings that I uh, that I get. Right, the the feeling being the sensation in my body and the um, or the emotion being the feeling in my body and the, the physical vibration in my body. And then the um, feeling being an interpretation. Um, and so when I feel the sense of hopefulness or optimism or security, interestingly, I, I show up in my business a little bit differently. I also show up in my personal life a little bit differently. I'm much more likely to go and start talking with clients. I'm much more likely to get on Facebook and do a live. I'm much more likely to um, offer coaching or a, a coaching package to someone I, I really get out there and I make a lot of offers. If I really think that, that it's safe for me to go out there and make a lot of money and I feel very hopeful and optimistic and safe and secure, the, the domino effect is that the way I show up in my business tends to be really powerfully and I tend to create a lot more opportunity for myself. But if I know that it's safe, again, for me to make money, the other things that may happen to me are I may appreciate failure as a, as a sign of the fact that I'm just on my way in my business, right? Um, if I think it's safe to make a lot of money, I may just keep trying and you know iterating it to something like Facebook ads, which for any of you who have ever um, done some sort of a client-facing or patient-facing business, you have an appreciation probably for doing some sort of an online ad, maybe that's Facebook or it's Instagram. And the process of becoming the person who is comfortable and adept and efficient at doing a Facebook ad is a journey nonetheless. Uh, it is a process and like anything else, like inserting an IUD, like catching a baby, like uh, you know, becoming familiar with your RVUs, there is a process that one must go through some pain and discomfort, right, before that process really flows and feels very easy. So, but if I am the person, again, who thinks it's safe to make all this money and a lot of money, right, let's say a million dollars, um, and I do all these things, I keep trying my Facebook ads and I go back to them even if the ad gets rejected or I keep sharing all of these stories that are really powerful about my other clients who are making a ton of impact in the world. I keep talking to my potential clients. I keep making offers to help people. Then what happens is that the result I create is that I create safety 
uh, around money. I create more money in my life and I create safety with that money in my life, which is kind of interesting, right? I mean, if you think that if you are um, a current client uh, or even on this podcast, you know that I talk a lot about powerful thinking and about this idea of uh, using um, you know, our thinking to create our feelings, our actions, and thus our results. And so if we can look and say that, oh, it's safe for me to make a lot of money, what's so interesting is what happens then is that if I believe that, if I think it and not only think it intentionally so often that I begin to believe it in my bones, what happens is that I create safety and I create more money and I create that level of um, opportunity with money, right? So pretty powerful thinking. Now, for some of you, especially if you're going into a negotiation for a job or you're looking at a contract renewal and trying to or having a conversation about a raise, Um, or maybe increasing your prices for your private practice. I think one of the other things is that you, you get to look at your money mindset and say, so am I the person who really believes it's safe for me to make a lot of money? And if not, why? Is there a reason for that? What are the things that have maybe changed my mindset around money? And it doesn't take much to look at the narrative around money, whether it's in the movies that we grew up watching or some of the TV shows or whether or not it was the influence of our caregivers. Some of us don't have a very positive mindset around money. Some of us have been taught that money is a source of evil. Money is a source of, um, it's hedonistic to desire more money, that it is self-serving to desire more money, that it doesn't have, uh, you know, that it really comes with a lot of negative impact. And when you start to kind of dig a little bit deeper in terms of your own understanding of why you believe this about money, very often for most of us, for many of us, it comes down to a conversation around what we were taught about money, the conditioning and kind of the the social and societal programming that we have around money. You've heard this similar type of a conversation. Um, We've talked over uh, a couple of podcasts uh, to this point about um, insecurity and how and uh, societal conditioning around that's really driven by a patriarchal approach really creates a lot of insecurity and a lot of fear in those who are oppressed. And namely, when you talk about the patriarchy, we start to talk about you know people who are um, all the people who are not white cisgendered men, right? Are and are in those categories of being oppressed. Um, the um, w- whether that's based on uh, gender or race or religious preference or, um, or, you know, the ability to move your body about or the size of your body. So when we think about money, you have to understand that the, the framework is very similar, right? Because if you have a belief, if you've been, if you've grown up in that society, uh, of uh, feeling insecure about your body, because society told you there was only really one way for you to exist in the world. And that was a size four, at 120 pounds with, you know, six pack abs, blonde hair, blue eyes, and, you know, double D boobs, then right, like, it creates some feelings in you, right? And so every time you may look at your weight on the scale, you may say, Oh, my God, I'm not that ideal. And so, you know, there's clearly something wrong with me, you may internalize it. And money is the same way. Because many of us grew up with a similar level of um, societal conditioning or programming, And when I say programming, I don't mean it in a a sense of somebody sat there and drilled into you that money was bad. But here's the thing. 
when you watch a movie and you see that uh, rich people are characterized as these evil people, or you watch a TV show and you see that um, the people with money are always doing bad things, and you um, and and you're brought up on that, or maybe your caregivers had some thoughts about money and about the people around them who had money or who didn't have money. You may also then take that and create a belief system that reinforces that, right? And the brain is really good. You guys know about confirmation bias, which is that your brain, whenever it has a thought, will look around its surroundings and will try to confirm that, right? The brain will look for evidence to support it. We see this very often with clinicians and uh, diagnoses and, and, you know, looking for, um, you know, COVID versus an upper respiratory infection versus a uh, common cold, right? If, you're, if your brain is hot on COVID and looking for all the reasons this is COVID, it may miss some of the reasons that it's actually not COVID, right? Because your brain uses confirmation bias as a way to provide evidence that, in fact, uh, to prove your thoughts. Um, this is why bias training is so important for a variety of disciplines, whether it's the police department, whether it's uh, healthcare providers, bias training really gives us the ability to um, fight against confirmation bias and to actually um, question those thoughts and to question, you know, what we are offered uh, as, you know, just right off the bat. So, but money is really the same way. And so when we have a lot of thoughts and belief systems around money, especially ones that point to this narrative around money being bad and evil, it becomes easy to understand that, yes, in fact, you may look at making money and you may say, oh, well, $150,000, like that's fine. I don't need to make more than that, right? And one of the questions that I always ask with my one-to-one business clients when we uh, have a consult call and start to talk about coaching and whether or not coaching is a great fit for them Um, uh, one of the things that I ask them is how much money do you want to make next year? And, or how much money do you want to make in the next five years? And there's often this very long pregnant pause. And one of two things happens. Either they, they start off and they say, well, uh, don't, you know, don't think too much of me, but I want to make a million dollars. And I say, okay, interesting. I don't think too much of anybody, and that's totally possible. So what's holding you back from doing that, right? And so they usually either start off with that, like, don't judge me because I've got this big lofty goal and I don't want to like be too big for my britches kind of a thing. The second piece that they'll do is they'll say, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't need to make a ton of money, but like maybe like 150000 and then I start to say, but why 150000 And they'll say, well, I just want to replace my income. And, you know, I don't need a ton of money, but I just would like to be a little bit more comfortable. And to which I, I ask them, okay, but why not create more money? Why not create a private practice that supports you creating this version of your life that you love? And if that is, if $150,000 a year does that, then fantastic. And if it doesn't, then What's stopping you from saying 300000 500000 a million dollars, right? Like what stories do you have around money that make you give a, um, you know, make you preface this conversation by asking someone not to judge you for it or by, you know, under, um, under asking or under earning. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with making 150 grand. I have no uh, issues with that. But what happens is that, I want to make sure that you want to make 150 grand because that to you creates your version of the good life. 
not because that's what somebody offered to you or that's because you think that that's all you can make. Do you see the difference there? So when we start to examine some of these belief systems that we have around money, oh, like, I don't have money, money is not for me, you know, it's not safe for me to have a lot of money, I don't know how to budget, I don't know how to run, you know, I don't know how to keep money, Um, money doesn't stay with me very long, money always is, I always have less money than I think I do, right? All of these kind of beliefs, all of these thoughts create this belief system that money is very scarce, it's not available, it's not a currency that flows between people, that is not flowing every day in and out of uh, the systems that we uh, use on a day-to-day basis, including the grocery store, Starbucks, uh, Target, uh, Amazon, right? If you think about it, right, one of the statistics is roughly $17 billion is flowing in and out of the economy at any given time, at any time of the day, right? $17 billion. So to think that I could, you know, it's only safe for, or like I can only make $150,000 isn't necessarily bad. However, when you start to think about what's actually out there and available to us, the reality is that $150 is a very, very, very small percentage of that pie. And if you are the person who desires to have a larger slice of the pie, who desires to contribute to increasing the economic activity of the world in order to better it, then we have to get clear on some of those beliefs you have about money that are holding you back from getting there. So one of the other things is that I, one of the other thoughts that may be supportive to you as you begin to look at your own mind, money mindset is something about um, money is so fun and money is super happy, right? And I don't know if that's, if you think about that, you're like, but money is just a thing. Okay, so if money is actually a, a currency, that it's an exchange of value, right, from one person to another, uh, then what if we, what if we had this thought? What if we could think like, money is so fun. It's the money is happy. Like money is happiness. What if we could think that? Some of you may jump to like, but I don't actually want to depend on money for my happiness. That's okay. But what if when we do see money or when money enters into our bank account, we look at it or when we come upon a quarter or a penny, as we're you know, crossing the road or as we're standing there waiting for our kids to get off the bus, like what if you could look at it and say, oh, this is so fun. Money is so fun, right? Because here's the thing. When I start to think that, I feel really good. Like I, it brings up this, this quality of um, this uh, feeling of happiness. And when I feel happy around money and I work with my clients and I feel really happy around money, it becomes very playful. We do a lot of laughing about money. We talk about offers very easily. We talk about um, um, how, you know, what's possible with money, right? Like if we have the, if the thinking going into um, when you look at money is, wow, this is so fun. It's like happy money. Like, I think that there's a lot more opportunity, right? I start looking at that and think, oh, wow, what could we do with this? Like, what could money do to benefit other people in this world? What if I was a person? What if I looked at money and I thought, this is big, happy money? Uh, and I looked at it and I thought, oh my gosh, what could I do with something that's really big and happy? Like, how could I influence the world in a way that's supportive to another human? How could I take money and redistribute it so that it, it, I, I make a lot of money and that money flows into organizations and community programs that I think deserve uh, more support? you know, than they're currently getting. Like, what if we could do that? 
Because when you start thinking that way about money, money has the ability to change the world. And what we know very often is that when women get access to more money, what tends to happen is that women invest that money back into their communities, into their, uh, the people who are around them, and that improves the well-being and health of communities. And I think that there's a lot of benefit there. There's a lot of opportunity there. So, um, so uh, these are a couple of the thoughts, again, that have been really helpful to me as I have built a business, as I've been the person who went from creating $50,000 in revenue to, uh, well, year one, $1,400 in revenue, year two, $50,000 in revenue, year three, $125,000 in revenue, and year four, we'll see where we end up, but it's certainly going to be uh, at least $125,000. we are just doing our strategic planning for 2023, and we're talking about creating a $200,000 business and offers that would support us to achieve that goal, right? But if, if I look at that and that conversation around money and my thinking around it is shitty, right? Because I'm like, oh, hell, money isn't safe for me. It's not safe for me to go out and make big money. It's not safe for me to have access to a lot of money. Right, if I have that kind of thinking about it, it's very challenging for me to go out then to spend money, right? To invest in myself, to um, and to feel powerfully around money. And I think again, if we come back to this uh, idea of what happens when you allow, when you give uh, more women access to more money, and you then see that they take that money and they reinvest it in their communities and they reinvest it in the health of their their families, and that everyone around them does better. I mean, shit, we really then have to examine what we're thinking about money that's really driving us uh, into this place of insecurity around it and into this place of insufficiency and um, fear around the possibility that can, can come with money. So again, so two thoughts for you. It's safe for me to make a lot of money. And how about money is happy? Like, like money is, is super... Um, is, is so fun. Like, what if that was your thought around money? And are you willing to change the narrative in your brain? Are you willing to think a little bit differently to create some different results in your life around how you, how you use your money, how you spend your money, how you protect your money, how you, um, either invest with your money or you don't invest with your money, right? Because we know that all of those actions, how you invest or how you save it, how you spend it, we know that those actions will create some certain results, right? And if you're the person who's like, I never trust myself to follow through on a budget, right? It's probably because there's some deep down fears about money and what happens when we have money. Um, And again, you know, it's not a problem, right? This is very, very common. And it's so normal, especially because if you've turned on a TV, if you've ever watched, you know, Dallas or Gilligan's Island or ever had these stories around money, then you've been, uh, you have been socialized with, uh, you know, this certain belief system around money. And that's okay. The question is, does that serve me today? Does it serve me in, you know, meeting my financial goals, uh, not only now, but down the road? And, if it doesn't, then what am I willing to do to change it? Am I willing to start thinking some different things so that I can use money to my advantage and so that I can use money to improve the impact that I have in my community and what's available to you know, the uh, other people around me who could benefit from, from more money in their lives? So 
So those are some good thoughts for you. And um, if you are a, you know, advanced practice nurse and you are, you know, you have some maybe shit thoughts about money, welcome to the club. You're not alone, first and foremost. Uh, secondly, nothing's gone wrong here. This is very common. And then really, if we agree to those things, then the third step is to say, well, what do I want to do next? And that's really what we talk about in Women Who Cultivate. We talk about creating a mindset around money that supports you and helps you not only to show up more powerfully in the work that you do now, but also uh, to do so maybe in the form of a private practice and to ultimately create more impact in the world. Uh, with your brilliance and skills and uh, all of your experience. So so if that's of interest to you and you want some support with that, don't hesitate to come over and check us out at Women Who Cultivate, and uh, uh, we'll have a conversation about whether or not that program is appropriate for you. Uh, more on the website, www.annconkleycnm.com, and uh, I will see you guys next time. Take care. <laughs>